0: Hey, thanks for tuning into our podcast today. My name is Derek Puckett. I'm the lead pastor at Renewal Church of Chicago. If you want to know more information about us, you can head to our website at renewalchicago.com. I pray today that this message is a blessing and an encouragement to your soul. Uh, As we jump into this uh, time today, by way of reminder, because some of you all are new with us, Our vision here at our church is that we desire to be a church that's centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ while passionately seeking the welfare of the city. What this means is that we're a church that's centered in the city, but we don't want to be a church that's just in the city, but we want to love the city and be for the city, which means that, and I've said this before if you've been here, if God was to move us from the city, for some reason to remove us, I would want the city of Chicago to miss us. Because we loved it so well. We sought the welfare of the city. We were a church that was for the city of Chicago. Now, this vision is big, but it rests on three different pillars, as I like to call them. These pillars, they ring out in our church in different ways, but I believe that they're rhythmic and endemic to every believer. These pillars, as you heard Pastor Steve say earlier, they are to renew, rebuild, and release people through the work of Jesus Christ. And so today I'm going to walk through these three pillars. And so you're going to understand the vision, but I hopefully will encourage you by showing you how these three pillars have been working through the life of our church. So let's begin. The first one is renewing hearts by the power of the gospel. We renew hearts by the power of the gospel. It's not what we do. It's what Jesus has done on the cross for us. And so the gospel is simply the good news of Jesus Christ. It's John 3, 16. You all know this, and some of you grew up knowing it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I like to say it this way. Some of y'all remember me rapping it. God loved, God gave, we believe, we live forever. Y'all can say it with me. God loved, God gave, ooh, we believe, we live forever. See, I promise you get a beat behind you, and you will remember the gospel all the time. God loved, God gave, we believe we live forever. We live forever. (laughs) This pillar has rang out in our church practically in many different ways. And one of the ways that it's rang out is every time you stand, you come in Renewal Church, you're going to hear us talk about Jesus. You're going to hear the gospel preach. Jesus died. He was buried. He, he rose from the grave so that we could have life when we believe. You're going to hear the gospel, whether it's me preaching or somebody else standing on the stage, because it's not how good we look or what we say that saves people. It's what Jesus has done on the cross and how he got up from that grave that saves us. It's his work on the cross, but it's also his word that changes lives. So you're not going to hear me preaching what I think the word says. We're going to walk through the word line by line, homiletically, expose the text every time you come in here. So you're going to hear the word preached. And, and I, I love it because I hear you guys always telling me, all that, thank you so much for preaching the way you guys preach. Thank you for preaching the word and stand, standing firm on it. And So let me give you a few ways that the gospel is impacting lives through our church. Stick with me on this as I throw some things at you. Uh, This year, we averaged around 350 souls in person in attendance every Sunday, and an additional 200 to 300 people streaming on platforms in the past year. Friends, that means that our church has grown immensely, anywhere from 600-plus people tuning to Renewal Weekly, and some of you may feel this because as you look around the room, you're like, who are all these people? I don't know them. I feel it when I'm preaching sometimes. I'm like, who are the people? But I love it because what's happening is new people are coming and jumping into our church on a day-to-day basis. Now, why is that something to celebrate? One, because God is moving. But listen to me. Churches are still struggling coming back from a pandemic, and we're continually growing on the outside of that. That's something to give God praise for. We've had hundreds of new people fill out Connect cards, attend Connect classes throughout the year. We had 10 baptisms last year. Yeah. We have more coming this week, and I can't wait to baptize those folks. If you're interested in baptism and you're you're figuring out what is that, and so when we go under the water, there's nothing magical that's happening in the water. It's really symbolically us being buried with Christ in baptism. And then as we raise out of the water, we're raised to walk in newness of life, just as Christ rose from the dead. It's us saying, I believe in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And I'm unashamed to proclaim it to everybody around. I want everybody to know that I love Jesus and I believe in him. And so you may say, Well, I was baptized as a baby. I was too. Here at Renewal, we believe in believer's baptism. So I was baptized again at 19 because that's when I truly believed. That's when I knew Jesus. And that's when I was able to proclaim it and walk in the ways that he's called me to walk in. And so maybe you're like me. Maybe you want to do that and step in with us. We want to walk with you through that process. Email us at info at so we can get you involved. But in all of that, the translation that I'm really trying to get across to you is that the gospel is changing lives. Jesus is changing lives. There's been countless testimonies, as I mentioned earlier, of how you've been challenged by the sermon series and, and what we say on this stage. Thank you for all your texts, your emails, your calls, and telling us thank you for being faithful. You have, uh, you have continued to encourage us to stand up here and preach faithfully to the texts. Now, one of the testimonies that I, I, we got from Latifah, I, I love her, she says this. She says, before attending Renewal, My most recent religious experience emphasized the importance of working for salvation. I often felt a pressure to never make any mistakes. And if I did make any mistakes, I feared losing my place in God's kingdom and the love of his people. Renewal has been the place where I'm learning the true meaning of of the sacrifice of Christ and the graces and mercies of God. I've learned that I can't work to gain God's approval. Amen. Amen but I can serve because I'm already approved. Look at God. Gotcha. God is good. We've had 42 new members join our church in the past year. 42. 42 folks that said, I don't want to just fill a seat on Sunday morning, but I want to jump all the way in. Now, some of you may not have clapped for that, but... This is why this is significant. I was talking with Pastor Ramon this week. You know the average church attendance throughout the world is 70 people or less? And so that means that many churches probably average around 40 people a week. 40 people a week. So you see these big old church buildings, they got 40 people in them or less. Dying churches. We have 42 new members join our church last year. Look at what God is doing. He's continually growing the church. If you're interested in membership here, I believe we have a membership class the second and third week of renewal. So jump in with us. Don't just fill a seat on Sunday. We want you to be a part of what God is doing. There's much more that I could mention about this first pillar, but I want to keep going. But I really want you all to take away and be encouraged that God is up to something here at renewal. And as I always say, what? He's not done yet. He's going to continue to do good work here. The second pillar here is rebuilding lives through discipleship. This is key in everything we do. Discipleship, maybe you've heard this word but you don't know word but you don't know what it means. Discipleship is the process by which we as believers grow in our walks with Jesus or or I like to say it's it's reproducing, it's it's to reproduce reproducing followers of Jesus. You can try to say that fast if you want to. It's to reproduce reproducing followers of Jesus Christ. And so what this means is that True disciples aren't folks that just sit on the sideline. True disciples don't just say, well, I'll give this part of my life to Jesus. True disciples engage every part of their life in the work of Jesus Christ. Because it's not about them anymore. It's about everybody else. See, the rebuilding or discipleship that I'm talking about plays itself out in many ways in our church. It happens on Sunday morning. So every time you hear us preaching, right now you're getting vision from me. You're hearing what's happening in our church. You're hearing the gospel. That's a discipleship moment. But a discipleship moment is also in our groups where you meet throughout the week. And so you get the high vision on Sunday, but you get the practical throughout the week. How do you live together? How do you do community? Discipleship is simply someone more mature in the faith, pouring their life out on you. They don't necessarily have to be older. It's them pouring their life. They just know Jesus more. They've been walking with him longer, and they're able to pour their life out on you. You don't believe me? A lot of the disciples were older than Jesus. That's what discipleship looks like. Jesus calls us to make disciples. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, he says. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Y'all listen. This isn't an option. He, He doesn't say, if you feel like sharing your life with people, go ahead and do it. He doesn't say, well, if the circumstances are just right, Make a disciple. No, he says, make disciples. Teach them what I've taught you. Baptize them in my name, the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's not an option. So we want to preach the gospel here on Sundays, but we also want you to be challenged and encouraged to do, so, do the same thing in community. We want you to live it out with one another outside of Sunday morning. Emphasis here is we all need community. We need each other. And, family, the encouraging fact about this is that it's happening through our church. Discipleship's happening, rebuilding is taking place. Listen to this our groups are starting right now. So, you can sign up online right now. Last year, we trained more than 50 group leaders across 13 different groups. And listen, we will add another five this year because we had close to 300 or more people that were involved in these groups across the city. Yeah. And I know there's more of you ready to jump in. I mean, hear this. We had 80 new people just in the fall that joined groups. And so we have to add more. And, friends, this is encouraging. It's worthy of praise. Like, y'all just clap because the reality is that churches don't have this. This isn't happening. And our church is continually going forward and growing. There's countless testimonies that have been vital or how vital... Uh, Small groups have been uh, and mature, helping mature ones walk. Listen to this one by Dave Malcolm, my, my guy Dave. He says, because it had been so long since I attended church and spent time in the Scripture, I was intimidated about the vulnerability that comes with joining a small group and sharing my personal journey and traumas in this intimate environment. I also knew I'd be coming each week armed with a set of questions about the previous week's sermon And didn't want the group to feel like I was burdening or derailing their discussion. My worries couldn't have been more off base. Immediately, this group accepted me and authentically wanted me, wanted to get to know more about me as a person. They shared study techniques and materials to help me better navigate the scripture. But more importantly than that, I gained a group of brothers and sisters. These caring people would reach out to me for no other reason than to see how I was doing. While renewal has changed my life in more ways than I can describe, the growth I've had a chance to experience with my special small group has shown me firsthand what it means to live life as a Christian and has provided me with an example of how I hope to live my life going forward. Isn't God good? Dave's sitting right here in the front row. He hates me probably pointing him out, but the reality is, is that like dave has come a long way came to know Jesus got baptized, and now he 's a leader in our church y'all God is good he 's good. <laughs> Listen to this one by Alicia Kelly. She says, "I came to renewal the summer of twenty two and once I heard about small groups starting in the fall, I quickly got plugged into the Avondale group they, war- they welcomed me with open arms and my journey of studying the Bible began i Became very invested in the group, not just to do a deeper dive into the scriptures, which I very much enjoy. But she said, I also found community of like-minded individuals who all have God in their life intentionally. This group has become my extended church family, my friends, something I look forward to, a safe space to gather to be vulnerable and honest, and where we can share in our, our growth with God through prayer, studying, and community It has beautifully impacted my faith journey, and I'm thankful to God for the gift of my small group. God is good. He is so good. This is us doing life together. People have cared for one another. They've provided for one another. They've picked each other up. That's all happening in our groups. And my prayer is that every one of you in here would get involved in a group. That you wouldn't just sit here on Sunday mornings and, and come hear a great sermon and, and worship with one another. But you'd say, I want to do this. I want to walk with Jesus every day of my life. And I, I know I can't do that by myself. I need other people to walk with me. So I want to get involved in a group outside of this. Now, when I say group, some of you are like, well, what is a group? This is our form of midweek Bible study. If you did a Wednesday Bible study, that's our form. We, we, we train our leaders and they lead Bible studies throughout the week all over the place. If you had small groups, that's what this is. It's sermon-based, so what you hear on a Sunday, you get to break down more practically throughout the week with your people, people around you, and dive into the scripture and pray with one another. So I want all of you all to jump in on this. And so this is what I want to do. Take out your phone. Go ahead. Mm-hmm, y'all like, is he telling me to take out the phone when, I'm, when he's preaching, when he's talking? Here, the reason I'm doing that is because if you've never signed up, I want you to sign up now. I want you to go online. Sign up now. On, online renewalchicago.com, or there will be a QR uh, code on the screen right now. I believe you put it on. You can do it there. You can scan that card. You can go online. If you can't figure it out that way, email us at info@renewalchicago.com. At Just give us your name, where you live, what neighborhood, so we can plug you in. We want you involved in the group, not for our glory, but for your good. We want you to grow. We want you to be built up, and that happens best not only here but in community outside of this. We need each other. We were made for community, so sign up now. While you're doing that, I want to give honor to where honor is due. Many of you know Pastor Steve. Some of you don't know Pastor Steve, but uh, he is the discipleship pastor here at our church, and so under his, his leadership, uh, with this, our groups have taken a, a large leap forward, and so I'm thankful for him. Can y'all put your hands together for him? Way to go, Rev. We appreciate you. Thank you for all that you do. And with that, I got to give some, uh, some applause to my man, big Cam in the back, Cameron Warfield, who he's a resident here at our church, and he's managed the day-to-day with groups under Steve, and to that man, great job, Reverend. Way to go. We appreciate you. Other ways we've been encouraged through community, though, is through our men's and women's time. Where are my men at? We had a meeting yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. Man, y'all fail me every time I say, where are my men? I just say, yeah, I hear one person, yeah. <laughs> now, if I ask where the women at, I'm going to hear something different. Where are the women at? <laughs> See, why y'all got to do me like that, Man. But they had their time yesterday. Men did. Women, I, I know it's coming up. I'm thankful for the leadership teams of those groups, and and women are probably gonna wait till we're done fasting so they can eat whatever and all that good stuff. So, uh, so be on the look like look out for those. They meet every month, uh, and to become a, that's a great time of community too. Another time of community, we uh, we we did renewal summer last year. I mean, y'all enjoy renewal summer. Renewal Summer is a time where our groups put it on, uh, during the because we don't do groups during the summer, but each week a group hosts an event. And this came from a vision of, hey, we want to love the city, we want to be about the city. So what that means is we're going to, some of y'all live on the south side, never been to the north side. Some of you have been on the north side and you don't, you don't go to the west side. And so we host events all over the city to teach you how to love the city, but also to get to know people that you don't know inside of your church. And so that's going to happen during the summer. And I'm pretty sure some of y'all with the last couple of weeks and below zero temps and all that, how many of y'all looking forward to summer? Hey, I am too. We're going to keep thinking about it. But when it comes, renewal's got you covered. Uh, We also hosted another leadership pipeline last year. We do this every year or I get to pour into leaders in our church and we, we trained 15 more leaders last year that are now leading groups, and they're leading other ministries. And through that leadership pipeline, we found and hired our director of operations, Stately Jukes, who's sitting in the back. So give it up for her. She is um, the one who holds it all together, including me. Thank you, Staley. We love you. Um, Several of you walked through financial stewardship class here at Renewal. We're about to do that again, February 26th, but you learned how to budget. You learned how to steward your finances well. We want to care for you and make sure you're using what God has given you to the glory of God. And I want to give it up for my man, Jordan Carroll, who helped me with this class. Thank you. Every year he's faithful in saying, I want to make sure our church knows how to use what God has given them to the glory of God. We had our second 21-day Daniel fast last year where we prayed daily and we sought God's plan and will for the city. And we're in the middle of that now, and we're doing it with hundreds of churches throughout the city where we're coming to God and we're believing God's best, not only for ourselves but for the city, where we're now forsaking the good things that God has given us to chase after the ultimate. We want more of Jesus. Sometimes you you got things in your life that you've trusted and hoped in too much. Sometimes that's food and social media and Netflix and all that. You need to put that to the side and come back to Jesus. And so we're all doing that together. We're only seven days in. So if you missed it, jump in with us, okay? Y'all didn't know amens to that, huh? (laughs) No amens. Come on, I'm challenging y'all. Jump in with me. Uh, I got to spend some time on the next place because this is one that's near and dear to my heart. Our kids' ministry under Lauren Harvinson has been thriving. Now. The space of discipleship where we've been able to pour into over 40 kids every week. She's gathered many leaders and they've continued to put together a kids program that that's top notch for our kids throughout the year. We've had uh, Easter bounce houses and egg hunts with 50 different kids. We had classrooms now downstairs where we have four different classrooms. Yeah. We have a Nursery, preschool, first through third and a fourth to fifth. We had parents night out last year. If you're a parent and you don't know what that is, you need to know. It's a, it's a blessing to you. That means that you get to drop your children off, and we're going to watch them for free. We're going to feed them, and they're going to have a great time. So you can go out. Whether you, if you're married, you get to go out on a date. If you're not married, you just get a break. Everybody needs that time away, and we're going to care for them. We're going to pour into them. We had Halloween trunk or treat last year with over 60 kids and families where they decorated 10 different cars, and we had a good time outside and ate food and hung out. Anniversary fun with bounce houses and food. We had 17 kids in our Christmas sing-along uh, this past Christmas where they sang up here on this stage and blessed us. <laughs> had eight baby dedications, and I, yeah, I know we got many more on the way because we take this fruitful and multiply, I think, serious here, at renewal, and... Uh, my family, we lead the way you know, with the, but some of y'all trying to catch me, so brave that journey. Go ahead. I'm praying for you. Uh, <laughs> we started with 26 incredible volunteers last year, and listen, we have over 40 now that are involved in our kids' ministry now, volunteering on a weekly basis. A highlight, and I'm going to use Latifah again. She said this because it was so beautiful. She says, a highlight is definitely serving with Renewal Kids. I love listening to their little voices when they explain the goodness of God. They remind me of two very important lessons. Number one, there isn't anything too big or too small for my heavenly father to handle. He can and will take care of all the needs of his children. And number two, keep a childlike love and curiosity about the Lord. Have an eagerness to want to learn and draw close to him. God is good. That's happening through our children. Now, this is what I want you to do. Raise your hands. Go ahead. I ain't going to ask you to do something. Raise your hands. All right. Every hand raised in here. I want you all to jump in with us. Volunteer with our children. You can put your hands down, because some of y'all are already trying. <laughs> this is the next generation of leaders. You don't want to, some of you are like, well, I want to drop them off and go to, no. If we don't pour into them, somebody else will. And who better to disciple and pour into our children than the church? And so I, I want us to jump in, all right? Amen. Email kids at RenewalChicago.com. I'm trusting you all to do this. There should never be a Sunday where we're hustling trying to find children's workers. Amen? One Sunday or one Sunday every other month, jump in with us. But I'll say this. I am proud of you all. I'm proud of our church because we are taking this serious. The next generation is a priority to us, and we're pouring into them. I'm going to move up the scale because after fifth grade, we got kids that are older than that now. Renewal Young Living started last year. Renewal Young Living is our middle school and high school uh, ministry here at Renewal. Consistently, they've been meeting every month since August. And they have at least five or more students every time. They've had at least one student, new, a new student, every week that they've met. And one of the students already gave their life to Jesus. Come on. They're having their first youth youth retreat here in a couple months. And so, look, if you have a teenager, middle school to high school, and you want them involved, jump in. My kids love it. They don't miss it. And so be a part of it. And this is all led by none other than Maria Alvarez in the back. Thank you, Maria. Next, our young adult ministry. Uh, We we were able to, last year, they had three events that they organized, and at each one, they had at least 25 people at each one of those. They they talked, one of them I was a part of, and it was beautiful. They had great food. They did better than us men. We got to pick it up. (laughs) They had awesome food, and they were talking about dating and singleness and, and marriages, and how do we work through that together? And what you see happening is not only true fellowship, but friendships are forming. Relationships are happening, and people are moving forward. And I can't wait to see Francesca and Donna what happens here in in the next year, okay, in 2024, and the whole team that's a part of that. Taylor Jackson said this. She says, the young adult ministry has been a blessing by giving us the space to build a gospel-centered community. I have been able to connect with others to provide and receive encouragement as a Christian millennial while moving forward on my journey towards Christ. Amen. Our residency program. Some of you might not have known we had that, but we have a residency program here that's modeled after medical residency. So what that looks like is people, doctors go through a medical residency and they work on dead cadavers and things like that before they work on you. I don't know about you. I want them working on the dead people before they work on me. Amen. Y'all missed that. I, I want that happening for me. And so the same way with preachers and leaders and pastors, I want to pour into the next generation of leaders and so they can be geared up for the next 30 years of ministry instead of five years of burning out and trying to figure it out and just damaging the church. Amen. Amen. And so we have three uh, residents that are here now, Cameron Warfield who and Sean Butler and Maria Alvarez. Yes, they're working with us. There's two others that are part of this that are not here because they're church planning right now They meet with us during those times, and I get to pour into them. Sean helps with our Sunday morning setup and connections. Cam works with Sunday gr- with groups and Sunday morning ops. And Maria, again, works with the youth as well as making sure y'all like this space inside of here. Uh, we don't want to just tell you about discipleship, but we want to model it for you. And so this happens within our staff. We're discipling leaders within our staff. And so we want you to do the same thing. Now, with that, i got to celebrate the fact that last year we had one of our residents that came out of our program, and now he's an associate pastor at our church, Ramon Rivera. Hey, come on. The cleanest Puerto Rican in the city, Doc. That's my guy. I love him. And I can't wait to see what God does with the Rivera family. Family, there, there's there's so many more things I can talk about here in this, in this space of discipleship. But the simple point I want you to take away with or go away with right here is that the gospel's taking root in our hearts. And we're not just sitting on it, but we're giving it away. We're pouring our lives out. People are being rebuilt. The last of our three pillars is releasing people for city impact. And we really could say to the world because people come to Chicago and they leave and they go all over the world. And so this one is, is, is really key to us because there's, there's very few churches that preach the gospel. And if they don't preach the gospel, then whatever they're discipling people in is wrong. And then lastly, they don't really get to the release part. And so we want to preach the gospel, disciple well, and then we want to release you. Where law offices and businesses and classrooms, all of these spaces look different because you're in them. So we want people to come in here. We desire for people to come into Renewal Church of Chicago and have a gospel experience that's so rich that they can't help but to tell everybody about what Jesus is doing in their life. After you're renewed by the gospel, you're rebuilt through discipleship, and then you're released to the world. We see this in Jesus' ministry. He, he shared his life with his disciples, and he ultimately released them when he ascended to heaven. In Acts one he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The disciples here were left to do the work of the ministry after Jesus was gone, after he's physically not present. He sends them out to do what he did with them. In essence, disciples make other disciples. Mature followers of Jesus Christ are made. We pour our life out. This is, listen to me, this is how our city will be changed. By all of us carrying the gospel out the doors to a city that it's in, that's in need. Yes. And I'm encouraged by this because it's already happened in our church. Now I'm going to run down this like popcorn, so y'all stick with me, okay? Many of you are volunteering with GRIP and, and mentoring fatherless youth here in our city. Pastor Steve and one of our elders, the chairman of our elder board, Jay, they sit on the board of GRIP. Hear me, lives are being changed here in our city because you are being sent. And this one's near and dear to my heart because if, there weren't, if it wasn't for mentors reaching out to fatherless youth, I would not be standing in front of you. I wouldn't be preaching this sermon. There wouldn't be a Renewal Church of Chicago. So I'm thankful for you all investing in the lives of the youth here in our city and making sure that they're being raised the right way. We hosted a cookout with burgers and backpack giveaway here for KIPP Academy. We gave away 80 different backpacks for students there in the Austin neighborhood. We, we gave away 385 gifts to KIPP Academy for Christmas, made sure every student had a gift in that school. We have continued to see a real partnership happen with KIPP Academy in the Austin neighborhood. Our principal and renewal member Jerrell Lee says this. He says, the partnership between KIPP Academy Chicago Primary and Renewal Church of Chicago has been incredibly valuable and impactful for our school community. These endeavors were impactful for our school community by providing timely food and toys for students. Listen to this, he says, these actions were helpful for us because it supplements our budget, affording us the opportunity to provide more instructional supports and joyful activities for our students. Amen. We helped that school do more for their students, and my prayer is that we can do that for more schools here in our city. Our our small groups uh, packed personal hygiene bags and winter items for people here in need in our city. We worked with migrants in our city and provided aid for them, whatever that was needed there. They also partnered, partnered with Breakthrough and made sure that there were meals served to the homeless here in our city. We hosted the We Go On Tour. How many of y'all were at that this year? If you don't know what that is and you hear a few people wooing, that was we packed this place with 300 or more people. And we, we, we taught people how to work through grief. How do you work through when bad things happen to you? That was an outreach to our city. It wasn't just for renewal. How do we, how do we work through grief? How do we get through that? How do we process it? Our worship team, I got to mention this because people are listening to them all over the place. Y'all, they continue to kill it. People have texted me and told me how great our worship is here. And I, I want to give props to our worship leader, Demond as well as the team here, the crew. People are worshiping in their homes with us. We brought on a music director Marquise McCoy last year. Where's Marquise at? He's over there in the back. Y'all give him some love. And, and the band, Faithfulness of Wes on the Drums, continually throughout, the day, throughout each week. Yes. And I'm mentioning this because worship is an outreach. People get to hear this in their homes. I'm getting people saying, thank you for what y'all put out. Thank you for allowing us to worship. And hear me. If you sing, matter of fact, if you sang, okay? <laughs> it's the difference between singing and sanking, Singing is like, I can hold a, tone, a note, but the singing, you can sing. You can sing. So if you can say, we want you to be a part of this. If you can hold a note, definitely talk to him too. But if you play an instrument, don't let me scare you. If you play an instrument, make sure you get involved with this. We want you serving. Jump in with the mind. He'll talk with you after service and get you involved. Uh, I know I talked about people streaming and seeing this, so I got to give it up for Chris Tabron, Jordan Callender, Mariah in the back, that whole crew, everybody that works cameras and things. I mean, y'all are killing it. We, we we had a new website we updated last year that that is helping. It's more user-friendly. Social media has been great. Videos, podcasts, newsletters. Anything you see is put out by that team. Uh, and I have to mention this because, because it. it a lot of times we don't think about what happens behind the scenes. We just show up and we're like, oh, it, it looks great in here. There's a lot of work that goes into this. And they're doing great work to make sure that renewal is streamed everywhere on all different sites. And that's not just about us being famous. No, it's not. I get people from all over the world that are saying thank you for what's going on in renewal. Africa, India, and beyond. I get emails and texts all the time about what's going on here at our church. And that's because they continually put it out. So thank you for all the work that you all are doing. I have the privilege of serving as not only the pastor of Renewal Church of Chicago, but you all graciously allow me to be the chair and president of the Chicago Partnership. And if you don't know what that is, I heard one woo, so some of y'all may know what it is. But Chicago Partnership is an organization where we collaborate with other churches. And so you have churches like Park Community, you have uh, the Brook Church, uh, Salem Baptist, Progressive Baptist, uh, Holy Trinity, Moody, Harvest are part, part of this. And we raise money to collaborate to revitalize churches as well as plant more churches throughout the city. And this is an organization, as an organization, we've planted around 40 different churches. And right now, yeah, yeah, you give God praise. That's good. It that means that's 40 new works of God. There's 65 new leaders and planners and pastors in our cohort right now that are getting ready to go out. Whether they're in a church to help that church or to plan a church, 65 people that we're training up right now to reach the city of Land or Chicago Land. We had our third Lead the City conference last year where hundreds of people filled that space. Yeah, y'all remember that. We're having another one coming up in June, so make sure to be there. We encourage you as you enter the summer into the year. We gave away thousands of meals last year throughout the city, groceries to people in need. And some of you in this room are part of that TCP cohort right now, and you're getting partaken at and being raised up as leaders. Now why do I mention this as a part of being released? Because part of your giving goes towards this work in the city. I don't want us to just be about what happens here in these four walls at renewal. But I want our church to be a part of the Big C Church. Kingdom advancement and what God is doing not only here but to the other ends of the world. So you all give to that. We're a part of something bigger than just Renewal Church of Chicago. God is good. The work still keeps going on though. And... You may not see everything that's happening in our church. You may not see everything that's happening in other churches. But I do want to say thank you to you all. Uh, Thank you for allowing me to do work in our church and outside of our church, pushing you forward. Thank you to my staff here at Renewal and all the work that you do. God is up to something here. I'm thankful that we get to lead in such an effort as a church here in the city. He's so good. Now... Just because I mentioned your giving, I got to talk about that because it is a highlight, okay? I know there's some stats in here, but y'all stick with me. Y'all are so good. Uh, you all gave financially through ties and offerings last year in the end-of-year giving campaign around $1,075,355. <laughs> That's $70,000 more than what you did the year before. Things don't happen like this in a nine-year-old church, yeah. let alone outside of a pandemic. Way to go. Way to go. This means that you gave, if I break it down a little bit more, $1,033,913 towards general offering, and you gave an additional $42,000 towards different efforts like engaged Renewal or Leadership Development, other initiatives that we have. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, I want to bring you in a little bit closer here as a church and what this, what's actually going on as our year has gone on. So we're six months into our budget right now. And at one point, the, the financial, we dropped drastically. And then we picked back up towards the end of the year. And so uh, this means that we've been, we had been pulling from our reserves a bit to make sure we made ends meet. And so we're about $20,000 behind our budget right now. Now, I'm not afraid of that, but I'm letting you know where we stand. with six months left in our budget cycle. So we're twenty thousand dollars behind our budget right now. Now, here's the issue, and I'm bringing us in. This is family business. We've averaged more people than we ever have before, and for giving the drop, that simply means that we've either stopped or we're not giving at all. Maybe there's things that happen in our life where you need the church to step in and help you, or just maybe we never we just not giving. We're receiving, but we're not giving. Now, I don't share this to come down on us as a church, but I will say that the big C church, I'm talking about the whole of church throughout history since the beginning, has always thrived off and gone forward because of the generosity of its people. The difference between the church in the New Testament, in the Bible, and the church today is that it was marked by generosity instead of a tug and pull effect. There was no tug and pull. People trusted the church with their resources. They trusted and they gave, they had radical generosity. And guess what? They saw radical things happen in their midst where all of the needs were met. Nobody was poor and people came to know Jesus. Everyone gave up their time, talent, and their treasure. And why would they do this? Because they didn't grow by one or two people. They grew by thousands. Why would they do this? Because they wanted to see the church go forward. They wanted to see disciples made. They wanted to see new works of God go forward. It wasn't about a building. It was, we, we want to see the ministry go forward. We want to see God do something great. That's why we're here today. But sadly today, the Big C Church survives off of 20% of the people. And out of that, only 2.5% statistically give a tithe. That's 10% of their household income. Here's what I want to ask you, because we have an opportunity here in 2024. What if we all committed to generosity? What what if we said, God, I'm going to give radically, and I'm going to be generous this year. What if we let go of a me perspective and said, no, this is about kingdom. It's about what God wants to do. What, What if we did that? What could God do? I mean, think about it. What could he do? I, I could see every need met, poverty lesson, missionaries sent out to share Jesus, churches planted. Oh, you want to buy a building? Oh, no problem. We can do that. Start another church location, we could do that too. What could God do if we all gave? We could go on and on and on. What did you dream of? What you think of? The church. Many of the things we have today is because the church was able to do that. Let's make 2024 the year where we steward and we trust God with our finances and we give. Shoot for 10% if you haven't done so of your household income. Do that between you and the Lord. As the Bible says. Let's be like the old church where generosity was a given and church growth never was hindered by finances. But instead, it helped many and they grew by thousands. Imagine a church like that. That's the church that God had destined for his people. Out of the budget, I got to tell y'all, though, because there's some good things that happened. We gave away close to $200,000 to help church plants, train up residents, leaders throughout our church. We did that. We did that. We gave away $30,000 to campus outreach and making sure that we can reach college students on, on campuses here. And there's hundreds of students that are involved with campus outreach because of your giving. Translation, God is moving and your giving helps make it, makes it happen. Everything I talked about here ha- happens because you all are giving. But I believe God has, God has more for us. I do. Lastly, Uh, Before I go any further and I end, I I just want to pause. I want to give God praise for all he's done. Can y'all do that with me? He's a good God. Next week, we'll start a series, and we're going to preach, and we're going to look at the why behind why are we a multi-ethnic church? Why multicultural? Why are we who we are? So we're going to spend a few weeks looking at that, give you some vision. We're going to look at, in the Bible, why are we, why does God call us to this? As we lead into our gospel and race convo on February 25th, so mark, mark your calendars for that make sure that's one of our Sundays that we all look forward to on February 25th. So we're going to lead into that with this, why are we who we are? Uh, Today, friends, as I walk through everything, it may have felt like you're drinking from a fire hose. I know. You need to go back and listen to it all. Do it. Be encouraged. Be challenged. Be be looking forward to what God is going to do. But I'm grateful for this past year. Despite all the chaos that's occurred around us, that's still happening around us, maybe in your life or around you, I'm thankful for God. And I pray that all of this has encouraged you to look forward to this coming year family, know that God is up to something. He's up to something in you individually, but also with us corporately, and he's not done yet. Let's look forward into 2024, and let's trust the faithful God that's on our side forever, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Pray with me, family. He's so good. Pray with me, family. Father, thank you for this morning. You are so good. God, we do give you praise. We give you thanks. We thank you for a moment where we're able to just pause. It's a little different, but we're able to pause and just celebrate. But it's not different to you. When you look at the Old Testament, God, they paused for weeks. And they would celebrate the goodness of God. Set up altars, God. We thank you. And we do repent because we haven't done enough of it. So, God, I pray as we look at 2024, may we be excited about what is to come, what you're doing now and what you're going to do. We thank you in advance. I do pray for those that are here, God, and even though we walk through all the things to be encouraged about and celebrate, there's still some of us that are hurting, there's still some of us that are like, I'm just not excited about life right now. God, you know where they are. You see your people. They're here in the right place, Lord. You're still in the business of saving. You didn't die. And it was old news. No, you died for our past, our present, and our future sins. So you're still saving, folks. And your word says if if we confess with our mouth, believe that Jesus died on the cross, he was buried, he rose from the grave, that we'll be saved. So, God, I pray for the person right now. That's feeling overwhelmed, God, that you would give them a peace that surpasses all understanding, as Philippians tells us, that only comes from you, that they would be content in the good and the bad, that they would know you as Lord. I pray that for all of us, God, that you blow our minds with big things to come, that we would have a faith that even surpasses our understanding to see you do amazing things thank you for you Jesus thank you God it's in the mighty name of Jesus we all pray together amen thanks again for tuning into our podcast today I pray that it was a blessing and an encouragement to your soul I look to see you at one of our services at 9 or 11 a.m. on Sunday morning take care God bless you